Uh, hello, I'm Joe. I'm Mandalay. I'm Gabriel. I'm Sunny, and we're doing our podcast on pages 45 to 80. Okay, so as sort of the moderator of this podcast, I guess, uh, I'll be starting us off with, uh, we'll be discussing three topics uh, today. So topic one will be the camp time in Buna. Topic two will be the selections and the psychological and religious effects of spending time in the um, concentration camps. And topic three will be Ellie's time in the hospital and the approach of the Red Army. So I guess I'll start it off. Um, So whenever Ellie was first moved to Buna, uh, the camp, he fortunately was able to stay with his dad um and it it seemed like almost like a little bit nicer of a camp that's what people sort of said you know and the job that he got wasn't at the beginning wasn't you know the most physically demanding of the jobs that they were given um and so it seemed like it you know, while it was still horrible, it may not be as bad as being in the main camp Auschwitz or Birkenau or anything like that. Yeah, another thing um, that happens is they, when they first get in there, they, they do like a new medical and dental examination. But um, the dentist is just looking for gold crowns and character happens to have one and for like the rest of the time that he's there this guy is just trying to get his gold crown but he keeps putting it off and one of the um so they meet their combo and then they're um they're working in a warehouse of electrical um materials and they're assembling and um it compared to before their work Again, it's easier. It's not really dangerous. Um, and they're like, they have a good commando. And then Ellie is just really glad that he gets to stay with his dad. And to add on to what you guys said, it states in the book that all the inmates agree Luna is a very good camp and one can hold one's own. One, one can hold one's own here, which just is good for them because it gives them a little bit of hope that they can still live a good life. It's kind of crazy that they're saying that Buna, literally a concentration camp, is like, oh, this is like a good thing because so much bad stuff is happening. But they're being unreasonable, even like even now, like every move they make is basically controlled. But they're still framing it as a good thing. Yeah, and I was a little bit surprised, like whenever. Reinek and Edek, like, you know, some of the people in the camp were totally horrible, you know, whenever he stole his shoes in the end, and whenever Edek threatened to kill him after he was, um, you know, saw what he saw, but, you know, I think it's just crazy, like, how, you know, you wonder how people can just get to be so horrible, like you wonder at what point, you know, even if you're, someone is your hated enemy, you know, you, it seems hard that you could subject 
anyone to that kind of punishment. Yeah, and that's super apparent um, on 54 when um, his dad gets in trouble for not working fast enough and he gets beaten. And then Ellie, he's mad at um, his dad for like, why couldn't he avoid the capo's wrath? Why couldn't he just work harder? And he's not even mad um, at the person who's literally tormenting them. Yeah, the concentration camps literally like molded him, like affected his mindset so much that he's starting to think like them. Yeah, I also thought it was super horrible how the officers were sort of nice to the children in the beginning, you know, and that was only because they had the whatever sexual trafficking ring like that's just you know it's it's like every horrible thing that could be done they did like it's it's just crazy how you could lose your humanity so much and even um chronic he was um well they all um they got along but then he, when he was trying to um, get Ellie's gold crown, and then he knew that his father couldn't march properly, so he was using that against him, and it was like, um, they had the same enemy, but then he's still, um, making fun and beating up on this little kid just for his crown and for what? I think that shows how much people can change in the concentration camps, because he went from being a good person to Ellie was always, like, kind of looked up to in a way, like, he saw him as a good person, but then he changed and became greedy. Um, so it sounds like this topic is winding down, so we'll move on to the next one, uh, which is, we'll talk about the selections um, and the psychological effects and uh, the few religious effects that um, the concentration camp and the selections had on the prisoners. Um, so I guess I'll start. One thing I thought was, it kind of stuck out to me was like, so... You know, they were all, most of the people in the camps were pretty religious. Um, you know, they do lots. And so, to me, it was crazy that, well, I guess it wasn't crazy, but it was, it was, it popped out to me that it, the camps were so horrible that they were like, you know, well, where's God's mercy in here, you know? And they kind of, they almost began like hating him because he, it seemed to them like he wasn't doing anything to help. Yeah, even on um, Yom Kippur, they were, um, like, Ellie, like, obviously doesn't fast because his dad tells him, well, like, we need to keep up our strength, and, like, people refuse to fast to keep up their strength because they only have so much food, but Ellie also says that he does it to spite God because of how horrible he's being. And on the eve of Rosh Hashanah, um, he feels no commitment or faith to God. And um, it talks about how they would have everyone watch uh, the hangings and how at one point there was this little boy and that's when he realized like, this is God, like he's, it's this innocent boy who everyone adores and he's hanging, um, he's being hanged from the gallows 
and um, he just feels his faith getting lost. It will be understandable for them to lose like faith, you know, it's like difficult and I would ask them like, like if I were them, I would ask them that. I don't know about you, but you know, religion can help you, but also at the same time make you like go against your religion in the type of situations like those. So. Like Joe said earlier, like literally everything bad that could ever happen to them is happening to them right now. Like it's horrible, really. It's understandable that they would lose faith in their religion because literally this is like hell on earth. Um, I think Evan actually talked about this a little bit earlier, but to go over, you know, a few of like the psychological effects of the camp, whenever it said about Ellie being angry at his dad for getting beat um, because he, whatever, wasn't doing the work fast enough, you know, I think it's, it's just crazy how, um, you know, how whenever intense, you know, pressure and pain, what it can bring people to think and what it can bring them to do, um, which I think was showed in this book a lot. So it sounds like topic two is kind of winding down. So we'll move on to Ellie's time in the hospital um, and the approach of the Red Army and the effects it had on him. So I'll start. So kind of what happened is he got uh, frostbite um, in his feet and legs because it, it was turning to winter. And so by this point, he'd been changed to a different job um, where I think he was like hauling stones um, somewhere around the camp. So eventually he got frostbite in his feet and was taken to the hospital. Um, and I think it was interesting how sort of at the very end, he's, you know, he thinks like, oh, if I stay in the hospital, it's very possible we'll just be killed and sent off to the, cremator the crematoriums. Um, and so he decides to, you know, just wrap up his foot and go you know, which is incredible, like the, the willpower it must have taken to, um, to not give up is, you know, I think is also shown through that part of the book and throughout the rest of the, through everybody in the camp, you know, not giving up, you know, if most of the people didn't give up, then, you know, it's incredible how how much will it took to do that? Yeah, because compared to like, um, they talk about um, a tuba drummer and how he was super religious, but he gave up and um, he didn't pass the selection because he lost his faith and he asked them to say Kaddish for him um, three days when he would be dead, but they, they didn't. And so it just shows how um, he lost his faith and he wasn't resilient. And it's not to blame him, because there are obvious reasons why, but had he held out, he could have 
have um, made it, he definitely would have made it through this election because he was fit enough. I was gonna say I think at one point some of them started wishing to die at that moment just because they don't want to go through it anymore. I think that just shows how rough it really was. How understand what they went through. Also when um Ellie he's in the infirmary, he has like a faceless neighbor. That's how he describes him. And um when they hear news that they may have to evacuate the infirmary and leave. Um, his neighbor, he says, like, he believes everything Hitler says because he's the only one who has kept his promises to the Jewish people. And it's super ironic because when you think of a promise, you think of someone doing something good for you and keeping good on their word, but Hitler, he has, but it's, he's, um, kept good on his word to do awful things to the Jewish people, but he's done it. Yeah, that like literally gave me chills when I read it for the first time because I realized how true it was because like Hitler as like terrible and horrible as he is, he keeps his word and it's sickening because even the Nazis like to mess around with the Jews and give them fake hope, but he just says it's straightforward and it happens. Okay, so sounds like uh, the discussion as a whole is coming to an end. So uh, today we discussed around pages 45 to 80. I think it's like chapters three and four in the book, maybe. Um, so we covered Ellie's time in the camp of Buna, the selections and the psychological effects of those selections to be sent off to the Comtoria die. Um, and his time in the hospital and the approach of the Red Army. So uh, this is the end of today's podcast. So see you next time.